Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Hawkeye Audio Commentary Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Blakeman. Join with me as co-host, James Gore. What's going on, my bud? Not much, not much. Just ready to discuss. And another co-host, we've got Tiffany Rozier. Did I say that correctly? You did. Good job. I'm so terrible with names. I'm awful, so. (laughs) Most people add more consonants, and I don't know why. (laughs) It looks so fancy, you know. If you were if you were um, uh, Brazilian, it'd be Jose. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Most people How- try to do French, and I'm like, don't, don't, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got another guest panelist with us, Jessica from last week. How are we doing today? Doing good. Doing good. How are y'all? Doing well. Doing yeah. well. Thanks for joining us. All right. We're going to jump right into this. Uh, Last week, we talked a little bit about the episode as we went along. We kind of gave our opinions. And if everybody uh, enjoys what they hear, go ahead and give us a like, share, subscribe on the Polaris Network YouTube channel. Uh, But first, let's recap. So we join our heroes as being captured by the tracksuit mafia. And then we get a little intro to Echo, a.k.a. Maya's backstory. What did everybody think about Echo's backstory? Kind of confirming some some of the speculation ahead of the episode. In my being Echo, is that what everybody got out of it? Thought it was pretty cute. Kind of the not necessarily opposite, but the tougher way of kind of growing up with adversity and training, very similar to Kate's background becoming really good at mixed martial arts and and really good at everything she does because she's had uh some hardships in her life she's overcoming uh, her disability i should say yes i mean they've definitely given you cause to you know like like with all good villains and like anti-heroes they give you a good reason to empathize and and connect like to see yourself in them um so, yeah, I think a lot of that, you know, creating some struggle physically and internally for her, even even understanding her relationship with her, her father is kind of like, oh, I can empathize. Like, you know, he might not have been a perfect man in his chosen profession or vocation, sure. but, you know. Great transition. Uh, we get to meet Maya's father, Echo's father, a.k.a. Crazy Horse, played by Zahn McLarnon, another Colorado-born actor. Uh Great, great part for him. You've seen him in other things like Westworld mm-hmm. or uh, uh, what was the other show uh, he was in? Longmire, the, where he was the sheriff in, in Wyoming. Uh, great part for him. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful relationship between the two. Yeah. I really wanted a bit more villain energy from her. Like, sure. <laughs> I think I empathize a little too much with her. I mean, I'm looking for, I mean, I don't necessarily need like Cruella DeVille levels, but I needed uh-huh. something that made me, I need I need to feel less connected. Like I need some part okay. of it to, for me to not understand why they do what they do. Like some of the psychology I don't want to understand because that for me is part of what makes up a good villain. Like you, you get it but you really don't get like why are you so okay. mad? <laughs> what's yeah. going on sure. and all of and a lot of her backstory you understand all of it you understand exactly why she is who she is and i don't mm-hmm. know if i don't I haven't quite decided if that serves her yet 
definitely um finding out that her dad may be on the on the bad guy side being part of the tracksuit mafia uh but still being a loving father and who's who's uncle uh uncle's gonna pick you up from karate class you know and then right. you see the big hand pinch the cheek was that yeah. does that serve anybody does that confirm yeah. we've got kingpin coming i don't know but it sounded like it sounds like <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. I hope those leaks, I hope those leaks are true, but like not that true. I hope it's a little bit more uh, awesome if he does come in, not, you know, necessarily spoiled by a leak, but, you know, would be cool to see Kingpin in this. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I hope so. Well, would her upbringing be... uh, comparable to kate's upbringing her relationship with her father being cut short uh overcoming adversaries becoming the greatest archer becoming the greatest martial artist uh you know is is there comparables there kate definitely had a lot more money sure yeah (laughs) maybe maybe easier for her to train as hard maybe a lot more access sure yeah. I think that's kind of what we're setting up for Echo. Maybe yeah. show her struggle. Maybe a fight between the two. Who who wins in that fight? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you need to, I guess you, you do need to find some parallels watching the two of them in order for their rivalry to make sense. Otherwise, it'd be like, they should be good friends. <laughs> right? Really? Like, <laughs> they're like two peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah. In any other circumstance, they would be homies. I don't know. Right. Like, just, girl, okay. let's, go, let's go sparring. <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the other reason why I wanted a bit more villain energy from yeah. Echo is because it's like, I don't get menacing just yet. Like her, her, you could tell like her whole existence is about avenging her father, which I don't know if you as a human being would ever feel like, like if vigilante justice was something we could all participate in. I think some people, you know, could be justifiably part of that. Her being one of them, like, oh, you know, my father was murdered. Forget the circumstances that led up to it, but my father was murdered. And so it's like her trying to right the wrongs of the world makes sense. And so that's why I'm looking for some kind of senseless, you know, I need I need some motivation that I can't understand and get behind in order for me to like root for her as a villain. Absolutely, <clears throat> completely understand that because I was like, whenever I was like, okay, so we're getting an origin story of, <laughs> of Homegirl, like okay, like, okay. <laughs> right, like you know, it was cute, like <laughs> it was it was really cute. You were like, okay, well, all, all right, because most like you know, I'm used to villains who either want to dominate or take over the world, who want more money than they could ever spend in a lifetime, <laughs> like, and right. while their origin stories might tell you why that's their motivation, you still kind. I go that's a bit far-fetched and a little over right. the top and i just haven't gotten that from her yet sure yeah everything Ooh. seems justified yeah <laughs> so far. Like, yeah i'll be going after these fools too yeah I'm like let's go <laughs> where you at <laughs> yeah so that's kind of a another great transition um clint and kate make their escape from the tracksuit mafia we get a little showdown between echo and kate a little uh mixed martial arts action and then clint goes to town with his specialty we first our first glimpse of uh hawkeye's bow skills during the season whatever you think about that escape yeah, he's an avenger for a reason 
don't know what tracksuit thought they was gonna do to them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like they painted tracksuit as like the brightest group of people in the world. Right. So. <laughs> By the way, did anybody else notice that the big uh tracksuit mafia guy, the main one that wears the black tracksuit, uh-huh. he played Shrek in Shrek the Musical. Really? I, I didn't not not I, that. Nobody knew. I did not watch Shrek no. the musical, so I can't say. Well, wonderful I, theater. I didn't even know there was a musical. So yes, there <laughs> Thank was. Great. Yeah. But okay. it's, it's hard for me to see him as an intimidating Russian figure. Mm, if all I yeah, true. So mostly, I'm seeing the tracksuit mafia being a humorous adversary. I think yes, meant to be funny. Yeah, I'm definitely getting comic relief from them. Which was great because the chase scene that ensued made the episode, I feel. What a great piece of action. Yeah. Coming out with the Easter egg in the comic book, they take the Dodge Challenger and they proceed to destroy it as they get away. Uh, Right. But what did everybody else think of them jumping in the the Cadillac and making their great escape? Like we were discussing um, formula before we jumped on here, sure. I feel like that's definitely part of the Marvel formula is to give us these really great, huge action sequences that make you wonder about the, um, like how a city repairs itself after a situation oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> like whose insurance True. is covering my car getting flipped over? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think like that definitely is consistent with Marvel in general. Like if you, even if you don't get anything else from them, you're going to get some really beautiful like camera work, you're going to get some really great, you know, cinematography there, and uh, everyone's going to show up and do their jobs in that in that in that way. So I feel like it's definitely consistent, um, and I wasn't disappointed with it at all. Cinematically amazing, I agree one hundred percent. We get to see the trick arrows being yes. used. Mm-hmm. Some of the <laughs> some of the funnest pieces of Hawkeye's superpower to say is just his arrows and some of them were pretty funny uh kate Haley steinfeld coming in with her comedic timing she's mm-hmm. not just a dramatic actress she's not just an action star she's got comedic chops too i think yeah. she's the action the comedy in that scene was just the bee's knees yeah. what a great yeah. way for a couple of archers to escape yeah and you, you're getting like you're getting that kind of the buddy film vibe from them um in that so uh, that I always that I always appreciate is okay so you and I were discussing formula at the beginning of this is this a buddy cop movie is this it, a buddy cop show I'm definitely getting these getting those vibes I'm getting kind of a um so oh, at the beginning I thought of it as more of a detective show more of a crime procedural but now I'm getting lethal weapon vibes. I'm getting. That, I, I was ex- I was just about to say <laughs> lethal weapon. I'm definitely getting lethal weapon vibes. You got the rookie and the the veteran, um, yeah. who, and the veteran's just trying to like get on with his life and not have all this extra. Um, so yeah, I just and it's like, can you calm down? It really was like watching Hawkeye just go. I, I'm just I'm trying. I'm trying to exit this life. I'm trying to retire and escape, and sure. of course getting pulled back in because you know he's. I don't think he's just seeing her character as someone who is trying to do or be anything. I think he sees that character as one of his own kids, like because of her age. And Absolutely. like, what would he? What would you do if your own kid was kind of trying to follow in your footsteps? 
Um, Cause I think he's worked hard to make sure his kids don't. And so at this point you have this young woman who's 22, who's like, yeah, I want to be just like you. And he's like, but why? Like, cause I think living with all the pain he's lived with, he's like, why would you want to have my life? Sure. Wow. That's and- almost perfectly to a T uh, perfect transition to my next bit that I had wrote down uh, in the fight. Clint gets his, uh, his, Hearing aid, uh, ear, uh, yeah, his hearing aid. Yeah. Now he's got to rely on Kate to translate for an actual conversation with his kids. Yeah. Maybe he needs her help as much as she needs his help. Maybe oh, she does realize. Maybe he realizes that you know it's more than just retired to rookie, or you know maybe she's worth more trouble than he lets on. Did everybody right. else get that vibe? Yeah, I just I really enjoyed all of the scenes with the, you know, the disconnect from being able to hear and talking. I just love how they shot that. Uh, And it was kind of a theme of the whole episode, you know, because, you know, we come in with Homegirl's origin story and, you know, it's really all about her and how she can't communicate with people effectively, Um, you know, wanting to go to that deaf school and her father not being able to afford it and all that. And then Mm. here we have Hawkeye, going through the struggles that he's having to go through because he loses his hearing aid and now he's having to depend on someone that he doesn't necessarily want to depend on but now he finds himself really having to depend on this person and she comes through for him yeah yeah there's and like again it builds like a a tremendous amount of empathy because like when they first when she when uh echo first realizes that he is hearing impaired there you can see this kind of flash in her face which yeah. I think the actress who's playing Echo did brilliantly. Like you could see uh-huh. her move um, mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. of a, out of her current moment back into her childhood and go, "Oh my God, I know the experience he's having." Uh-huh. So she almost she almost kind of reneges on what she's probably about to do. Yeah, and you see her questioning herself internally, like, "Should I pursue this because I know what it's like to be here?" And like you know, and then of course the translator comes out, which I thought, "Oh my God, okay." Y'all are really riding hard for like this particular physical challenge that people have. Like I have a cousin who is completely hearing impaired and uh-huh. has been deaf since she was two years old. And so like under like trying to understand what that experience is like in the world to not be able to hear anything. Yeah. And then they are trying to offer that experience to people through this show. Like I find like a lot of the choices they made at this point are really kind of interesting and aspirational. I cheated. I use subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have, I, and I don't know if that's just because I'm hard of hearing, but I just, I had to use the subtitles because I was like, what are they saying? Oh, it's muted. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had to restart the episode and turn oh, my subtitles on. That was on purpose. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Intentional. That was, yeah. that was on purpose, guys. When but like to try to bring people into that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what proof of that so you're like that, it worked it obviously worked because you turned all the subtitles got me good but like, i i find it ambitious of marvel to try to to try to bring this kind of to bring up this type of conversation within the context or framework of a an action series you know what i mean like no one really pursues these particular types of conversations this way and so i find it's ambitious and i think it's it works because people who might not normally ever consider what life is like for someone who has hearing challenges um and you know and 
always considers it to be a liability or a limitation. They're actually watching people proceed in life. Um, you know, how cool is still... that lesson from a exactly. superhero show? Exactly. You never would have thought about getting that lesson, but how how great. I agree with yeah. you. Why, why not do those lessons? Why not put that in the show? Give people a little taste of how it is. Exactly. Like if it's like if you try it, it doesn't work. Then fine. At least you tried it. That's sure. me. I'm just like you know. If you tried it, and it's like oh that fell flat, or maybe that's not the best place to put something like this. Um, and then of course, kids who are going to grow up with hearing impairments will watch the series and go, oh, I have opportunities and I have an ability to do something that other people can't do. Like I love like what her father said to her about being uniquely her. And like him explaining why he, you know, her going to the deaf school might not have been to her advantage. Like that was, I think was a really great conversation between the two of them. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, totally. Well, does that kind of translate into the cost of hero talk that Hawkeyes have at the diner? Uh, You know, Haley coming in with the costume ideas and, you know, branding and stuff, but what is the true cost of being a hero? Do you have to be the villain? Do you have to be the the person that's unseen, the spy? Or do you have to be the flashy hero? Who's correct mm. in this situation? You know, I, I think that it was, this episode was so great because there were so many little things that you could relate back to what they were, what happened in the episode already. So even them yeah. having that conversation at the diner, you know, just the pain of him having to, you know, talk to his, not even be able really to talk to his son, but use um, Kate as a way to communicate, you know, and mm. him trying to still commit to coming back for Christmas. And Christmas is in a couple of days. And he knows in his heart of hearts that he's probably not going to be able to go back, but he really, really wants to be with his kids, you know? So yeah. it's just, um, you know, that, and that's a price that he's having to pay being a superhero is missing out on these moments with his family. Um, and it's something he's been doing for so long. Right. Right. Because he's like essentially was like that only Avenger who really had a life outside of being an Avenger. And it's like as much as the rest of them wanted to, they kept choosing this over that. And like Hawkeye kind of came in already with this family. And so, you know, for him to kind of watch his story unfold and go, how do you protect the world when your family is your world? Like, what, what does that look like? And then, of course, you know, getting Kate to like you know, downshift on this kind of romanticized idea of what he was. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's what he was trying to do is burst that bubble for her. Like, this is not a romantic Ooh. thing. Yeah. This is, re- this is a real life thing where people lose things and they lose shit on account of their choices. Right. And while you might be a hero to some, you're going to be a villain to other people. Ergo, you're going to make enemies and you're going to put yourself in very precarious situations where you're, you might not go home to your family. And that's always a possibility. And so to kind of get her out of that space of like being a hero, because when she saw him for the first time, it was a bit romanticized. Oh, here's this person who's saving us from this attack. And so she always had him built up this way. And so now she's, you know, to get her out of that and go, no, this is real life happening every single day. And you, cause even when she saw her father or, or um, what's the name's father, you know, killed by this sword in front of her, like her processing the fact that someone was like murdered in front of her <laughs> or killed wow. in front of her. She right. still, I don't think she even sat with that in a realistic way. It was still sure. romanticized for her. He's a bad guy. Of course he should die. And so she kind of left it there. It wasn't a, he's a human being that was murdered by another human being. And so I think, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is, <laughs> 
what a deep message you've got to cram in 43 minutes. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny because it's like you get the opportunity to like help people. Like, I think that's the beauty of fiction is that you get an opportunity to talk about things that people don't normally talk about when it's nonfiction, but you can create a world where people can have these kind of conversations. Totally. And it's like, you know, you know, being a hero to some and being an enemy to others or a villain to others is like always going to be the case for Hawkeye. Wow. So this going to kind of bring an end to our episode for uh, Kate and uh, Clint. They end up deciding that they need to go check out uh, Jack, uh, her soon-to-be father-in-law. Mm. Wait, be stepfather? Stepfather, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He got real villain energy. Yeah. He got some real he villain energy. He does, he does. So they break into the apartment. They're snooping around. They're using the software. We get a little bit of a cliffhanger where Clint is held up by the Ronin sword. His own sword. His own sword. Look at that. Look what at a way that. to end an episode. That's great. I'm really curious about Kate's mom. I have yeah. some, I, some. I get a little villain energy from her too. Yeah. Is like who real villain? Is that's she, what I'm saying? Because I get it. she got a security company that can spy on everybody's everything. Why you right. need that? Right. What you doing, girl? <laughs> and why are y'all connecting up? Like, what are y'all trying to hide? Like, both of y'all, you know. Swordsman is more of a puppet than a mastermind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, see, and he thought he could outsmart people. I think that's his problem. Is like, again, true villain style. You think you're smarter than everybody else? Interesting. So, in the comic book, the swordsman and Hawkeye are actually friends. At a couple of times. I mean, they fight each other, uh -huh. but, you know, anti-hero, hero, anti-villain, anti -villain, villain. You right. know, they've had that relationship back and forth. So I wonder if the show will maybe make it so Swordsman ends up being good near the end. Right. Well, I mean, especially if Kate's mom is the villain. Sure. That makes sense to... Man, see, I, I got my eye on that Kate character. <laughs> yeah, because she, she acts very, like, aloof. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm like, I, I don't trust it. I don't trust no. it. She acts like everything is just like she she writes things off like nothing is happening around her all yes. the time. And it's yes. like she's doing that on purpose. She is. Her. She's hiding something. She's hiding something. <laughs> like her husband's dead. Now this other man's dead. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I can't. Okay. 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 I yeah, you. I got you. <laughs> I don't believe anything she got going on right now. I just don't. I'm just like, I'm hey, going to her because I don't trust it. Tell you the truth, I saw that first episode with subtitles as well. She was definitely <laughs> threatening that guy that ended up getting killed later. Armand III. Like, oh, she got she some, she some real villain shit happening right there because she is not showing her cards yet. And they're letting that one simmer for a while. I like it. I like yeah. it. I hate to say it because anymore you tell people you like these marvel shows you are you know you're that yuppie guy oh you just like marvel shows or you tell somebody you hate it oh you're just a hater oh i'm enjoying the show i'm, I'm yeah. enjoying the show can i watch a program without all of the judgment thank you yeah and we only got three more episodes left so you gotta really enjoy it like, exactly really i'm like okay because i was like i might go back and watch the first two again see if i missed anything there you go. Um, yeah but yeah, I just like I said, I I find like Kate's mom's character is real sus, and so I'm just I'm intrigued to see what she got going on. 
We had kind of touched on that in uh, either the first episode or the second episode. We were kind of like, we don't know about the Jack dude and we don't know about her. And like, as it's progressed and we come to episode three, I definitely don't trust her. I don't (laughs) trust her at all. She's just, she dips out real early. She's never, you know, it's just, she got too many things that are suspicious about Mm -hmm. everything that surrounds her. And that's the one thing about villains is like everything around them can look like it's popping off. And then they're just kind of like, what? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's because you out back here, you back here pulling the levers. Uh, <laughs> so of course it doesn't look like you know what's happening. Like, I'm not messing with that lady. She sees, and again, you have a security company that can literally look into anybody's life. Yep. How? Why do you have that much access and nobody's questioning you about it? All signs point to villain to me. See what I'm saying? I smell well, villain. That, I smell well, villain. They're, they're mm, that's strong. She. Uh, <laughs> She put Hawkeye's information in there. She's got Clint's information see? in there now. Can the villain track I, Hawkeye now? See, this is all I'm saying. And it's like she's using her daughter, and her daughter doesn't realize it yet. Ooh. See, like, all right. Well, how about, how about <laughs> any more hot takes to end this episode on, this this wonderful podcast episode? James, any any insights, any predictions that you want to throw at us right now? Mm, not yet, not yet. Still <laughs> marinating, still, still thinking on this. What does it What does it mean? What does it mean? Anybody else? We got any hot takes? Any final thoughts? No? I'm just ready. I'm, I'm just ready for episode four. I'm ready. Like, I'm, I'm ready to, see, to go. <laughs> I'm waiting for Kate to really get to that point where she, again, like, she's not wearing the rose colored glasses because I feel like she's going to become a really different character after that. I don't know who she's going to have to lose or what she's going to have to see in order for her to go this. There's nothing romantic about this life and still choose it anyway. So I'm waiting for her crisis moment in order to see who she becomes after that. Interesting. I like it. All righty folks. Well, that's been another episode of the Hawkeye audio commentary. This show offers comprehensive coverage of Marvel studios Limited series Hawkeye, only on the Polaris Network. Uh, We do a week-by-week breakdown, simultaneously exploring every corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in great detail. Built for those MCU fans who fell in love with it at Iron Man, or maybe just starting with Hawkeye. So give us a like, share, subscribe. Don't forget to share us on your social media. Tag us. Let us know you listen. Let us know you're a fan. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, everybody, as a host and a guest today. Thanks for joining me here in the studio. We'll catch everybody next week.